You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in to 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors, aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful, this program is not suitable for little years, as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex work radio show. And tonight, me and Kitty will be introducing to another theme of the month. Kitty, do you want to introduce it to the listeners? Well, thanks, Sasha. This month of March, we're going to be talking all about vulnerable sex workers in our community. Now, when we say vulnerable, we are referring to street-based sex workers. And um, it's a it's a very sentimental word that we use because, you know, we do acknowledge the resilience that we have found amongst many street-based sex workers at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, street-based sex worker hasn't been talked about for a very long time because people always think they it's a crime to be a street-based sex worker. Well, the right? old laws yeah. made it a crime. Mm-mm-mm. But it's still a crime though, I think, um, until we get the decree uh, finalized in Victoria. Correct. The first enactment date is the 10th of May, followed by um, December in 2023. So mm. still a long way to go. And um, whilst we have found, you know, many sex workers and street-based sex workers happy that decrim has taken place, we still have to remember that um, until those enactment dates have passed, uh, it's still illegal to do some of these things. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have a good lineup of guests um, for this month. Um, most of them are street-based sex workers. And you know what? Or have um, been. Or have been. Yes, correct. Or have been, I agree. You know what? It's, it's, it's fascinating to listen to some of the stories. I mean, like with um, the people that I'm going to interview, they have some really um, positive stories to tell as well. Mm. I've been in this uh, community service where I've had the privilege of being in this space uh, Mm. to be able to provide services for street-based sex workers. Um, And it's just a really nice safe space for them to come and rest and sleep or have a shower or have some food or get any supplies that they need. And I've gotten to know a lot of these street-based workers Uh, for quite a few years now and it's really a privileged space for me because I am in their space 
Um, and I am sort of welcomed in that space to share it with them. And the more I spend my time with them, the more I learn that street-based sex workers are like just you and I, you know. In fact, they're very well-mannered, well-polite, and um, mm. people don't see them this way, right? People see street-based sex workers as a nuisance or just in a bad light and they don't it's I think it's because they haven't yet taken the time to get to know these people agree agree I just want to applaud to you what you've been doing for the street-based sex workers especially on Friday we were all there and sis you you've done a lot and uh, I'm just so <laughs> proud of you and listening to some of the street best workers um, stories. It just, you know, it's, it's really touched my heart. I mean, you, of course, there's always a stigma uh, with street based sex worker. People always think they are, uh, they carry diseases. They are, no, that's not the problem here at all. They actually look after themselves. They know the risk that they're taking. Mm. Thank you for the acknowledgement, Sasha. And, you know, again, I have always felt that I'm the one who's privileged to be in that space, to be able to um, be invited to provide support to them. And as you say, you know, it is only through building trust uh, yeah. with these people that they do share with us their personal stories and experiences and that's something that we have gotten consent for. And in this month of March, we're going to be sharing these really precious stories with all of you. Yeah, I think um, our listeners uh, as well has um, write um, an email to us that they want to listen more of the vulnerable sex workers, their stories, um, and let their voices to be heard. We listen to you. This is why we are doing this month just for the vulnerable sex workers. Mm. thank you so much for helping us facilitate all of this Sasha you're absolutely right their voices do matter and it's oftentimes you know because they're a minority of the minority group their voices don't get heard so it's just been a wonderful time to spend together when you and I met up with other sex workers who have had the experience of working on the streets and it was so nice to be able to hear their stories Um, And for them to just really share their thoughts about Mm. decrim and also about street-based sex work. It's true. I've I've worked um, on the street before, but I didn't last that long. And I was considered privileged because um, I I did what... I did what I want to do and I got out of it because it, I just need to raise that money at a very short time of period. And I got of it, but I didn't... I didn't get the chance to actually sit and talk to all these sex work, uh, street-based sex workers and listen to their story. But it's nice that you have a safe space here somewhere in St. Kilda and they can come and um, they feel safe and they're willing to share their stories. Mm. It's um, really nice. I think that it just, it's something that's fulfilling for me. So at the end of the day, Um, I don't see it as something I'm doing for them, but, you know, it's a way that I can live my life in a more fulfilling way. Um, Yeah, I hope it comes across the right way on air. Um, You you changed their life, I think. I think you did change their life. I mean, they become more comfortable and become a bit more confident to be around people. 
I think being street-based sex workers as well, they have experienced trauma, they have experienced abuse, and you know, there's there's a lot going on out there. I can't speak for all of them, um, but what I'm seeing is that yeah, a lot of uh, street-based sex workers are extremely resilient. Mm. Um, they're using this their work on the streets to overcome their difficulties, and oftentimes, you know, people just see it for what it is at that point of time, but they don't ask why they don't ask, you know, what was the journey that led them there? Um, mm-hmm. They don't ask, um, you know, deeper questions because either yeah. they don't have the opportunity to ask or they just don't care. I know. I even learned something about my new friend uh, when you interviewed her last Friday. I didn't even <laughs> yes, let's not give away oh too god. much information. I know. I was not, oh my god! I almost cried. I didn't know, and that was really lovely. And I, I know um, the my friend Kat, um, Miss Catalina. She's an activist for a very long time, and it feels really nice that um, what she's been doing with her advocacy have changed somebody's life now. That was really beautiful. Yeah. I think, you know, while we are raising awareness around um, street-based sex work and sex workers who are vulnerable, um, we do want to highlight the beauty of coming together, supporting one another, It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from and what background you have. I think that when people have a genuine heart to support one another and to lay aside that judgment um, that people may have initially when they don't understand something, there's so much room to grow. And there's just, you know, you, you listen to someone speak and you listen to their story and go, wow, I can't believe you went through all of that and you are still kicking. You are still fighting. You are still standing strong. You are still making money to make your ends meet and, you know, like more power to you. This is also in line with, um, our theme this year is passing the mind and passing the mind, meaning we want to, use a lot of um, voices that's never been heard before. Mm. Sasha's also going for the um, annual trophy of the Troublemaker Award. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a so award until um, last year when I saw the vote. It's like, oh, wow, how come I don't know this? But you know what? Create, creating good trouble is good because um, it gets... Um, the points out or get the voices heard even more. Yeah. And I like to focus on, you know, being polite um, because we can't bridge the gaps if we're, you know, rude or we're not taking the time, you know, to connect with the people whom we're trying to speak to. Right. So we have to listen first. So in this way of, you know, troublemaking, (laughs) I think that it's being done in the most polite way possible um and one of the ways we are shaking things up is by bringing more voices on air in this year alone tune into the station that gives voices to sex workers subscribe to 3cr you're listening to australia's only sex worker radio show this is behind closed doors my name is kitty galore and i've got with me sasha sidek hey sasha hi so we've been talking about um, the vulnerable um, sex workers, uh, especially street-based sex workers, which will be featured this month, the whole month of um, March. So we're raising voices of other 
sex workers who've done street-based sex work in the past, but we haven't really asked you and your experience with street-based sex work. I know you mentioned that it was only for a short period of time, but is this something that you would change as part of your history? Or yeah, tell us more about it. I've done street-based sex work not only in Australia, I've done a few places. I've done it in Singapore. Uh, I even done on a night in New Zealand, in Wellington. Global. Yeah, so I was young. I was a bit more adventurous. I have no fear at all. So I'm just more excited of doing things. And um, so when my friend introduced me to um, the street here in Melbourne, and yeah, I went there. It was a bit awkward, but I knew what to expect already. Um, I know that um, I shouldn't be hungry for the money because I know there's a lot of things going on, like the bad clients. It's a bit notorious, especially on the street. So I need to be street streetwise. So I always tell myself to control the work, not the work to control me. So I'll definitely usually have a chat first with um, the clientele in the car um, before um, we head out to do the transaction. And where do these transactions usually take place? Usually uh, we, uh, we start off uh, by the car straight away because I always ask for the money first. Oh, right. So yeah. the car is sort of your bedroom then, right? No, 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 no. no. I, have, I, I, rent, I rented um, a hotel room. That's why I said I was quite privileged um, being on the street because I even have a hotel room that I rent. Um, I enough. see, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can just do your it ev- in a car. <laughs> <laughs> it was just your advertising platform, I guess, the streets were. Um, but yeah, most street-based sex workers, I think, provide services from the client's cars. Correct, yeah. Um, or or return back to the client's home. Yeah, that's the problem. I would never go back to the client's home because I don't know what to expect. Maybe he could be a murderer. We don't know. So this is um, why I have boundaries. Uh, I'd rather go to my hotel room. If that person wants to go to um, his place, I say I will say no because I don't know him. So yeah, usually it will be at my, my hotel room. I'll take them to the hotel room. I say, I need you to shower, wash yourself. Hygiene is, is, is very important to me. Mm. And I guess this is what makes street-based sex work more risky compared to other forms of sex work because you're putting a lot of trust in the the client um, who, you know, drops by. And that's why it's so important uh, for street-based sex workers to be really connected and to know which clients who are, you know, bad, who, who mistreat sex workers and who they need to avoid. And also, since during uh, my time on the street, it's like a, it's there's a sisterhood as well. Um, like we usually other trans will ask for your phone number because they said if there's a bad client or a time waster from the car, they will text it to you and tell what the plate number is. So we actually look out for each other as well. Um, and also, I would like to say as well, when I was working that time on the street, the police was looking out for us as well too, because I, I still remember the first time when they asked for my ID, I was so scared. I just like, fuck, I thought I'm going to, you know, going to bring back to the station, going to be charged. I have all these things. They said, after they took all my details and they said like, thank you and please be safe. 
Um, because and then I asked my girlfriend like, why do they take our details? They said like, no, because if something happens, you know, at least they know that you're one of the workers on the street. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I can't say that everyone has had a good experience with police. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just trying to balance the conversation here and to make sure uh, that people know there are good police, but they're also unfortunately bad. Yeah. This is just well. um, my experiences. Um. That's why I said I was quite privileged. Um. I didn't encounter any bad clients whatsoever, and even the police was really nice to us as well. Yeah. So you've never had the experience of being charged or criminalized or penalized based on no. street basement? No, never. Is that because uh, you're flirting with the policeman? No, I never, <laughs> never flirt. I was nervous as you. I'm pretty. Every time when they ask for my ID, I'm always like, I always think the worst. But okay, after okay. a while, um it gets better because there's different policemen and policewomen who comes there. So they don't know you. So they will take your details. But they do that to every... I don't know about women, but they do do that to every trans um, trans woman who works on the street. And so mm-hmm. we are so used to them. If the police car is parked there, we're still not afraid to approach cars as well. They're still fine because they, they are looking out for us. Which, yeah. It, it has been based on the archaic laws Um that we were operating by. And only recently, obviously, with decriminalization being passed in Victoria, soon it will not longer be a crime to do street-based sex work. And, you know, people who are listening, who are new to sex work, who might be worried, oh, you know, we'll have street-based sex workers everywhere. They don't have to worry about that. Um, Oftentimes that worry comes from just not being very knowledgeable about Mm. the industry. And um, just because people are not criminalized um, for doing street-based sex work doesn't mean a lot of people will be doing it. Uh, Street-based sex workers have, you know, many challenges as part of their profession. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, street-based sex workers are running their own business. So they have to go to where their clients know to find them um and if they're moving locations all over the place it's very bad for their business so in saying that i just want to yeah put those fears aside for anyone who is who's worried um that's just a bit of an irrational worry in you know what sis um People always think being um, a street-based sex worker is all bad. It's not. You know what? There's a lot of celebrities who come there and pick up some girls and trans girls, um, even tennis players. I just can't name them, but footy players. They come to the street <laughs> and pick them up. Sasha I've has a list of celebrities. I have the list. <laughs> oh my god yeah so it's not really that bad after all you know people always put stigma on it they um the workers will be on drugs no it's not it's not always the case like i wasn't so there's a lot of uh workers are not on drugs they they take this work seriously they were there just to make that money and then they go home Hmm. I want to share a little bit of my heart while I have this airtime to talk about street-based sex work because, you know, there hasn't been very much opportunity to share my humble opinion around all of this. And, you know, I've been in this community service uh, sector providing support to street-based sex workers since 
2017, I want to say. And I have just learned what a beautiful heart all these people have. And they share this strong resilience, this happiness, this um, nature of giving and looking after each other. And they never take more than what they need. Um, they only take the things that they really, really need. And it's just so beautiful to be among them um, and to see the heart that they have and the resilience that they have. So um, if any sex, if any street-based sex workers are listening to this, I just want to thank you so much for being the resilient people that you are um, and also for having me in your space. I want to thank you and acknowledge that power that is within you. That is really beautiful, sis. Oh, my gosh. That's really nice. <laughs> we'll come back after this quick break. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM. Sex workers' rights are human rights. Today, we are celebrating the incredible strength and diversity of sex workers. Sex work is real work. Sex work is not sex trafficking, and it's harmful when you confuse the two. Sex workers are skilled professionals selling a unique service, not their bodies. Sex work is the negotiation and transaction of consensual sexualized services. But society seems to have a hard time with the concept of capitalizing from sex. Sex workers' rights are human rights. Sex workers are all ages. Men, women, gay, lesbian, trans, and non-binary. Husbands, wives, partners. Mums, dads, sisters, brothers. University students, lawyers, and designers. Sex workers are everyday people. They deserve the same legal rights and protection afforded to the rest of society. The current regulation of sex work in Victoria isn't equitable. It strips sex workers' capacity to negotiate safe work and access to health services. Research indicates that full decriminalisation is the best model to support sex workers' health, safety, and human rights. Decriminalisation starts from the understanding that sex work is real work. Decriminalisation treats sex work like any other labour trade under regular employment laws. Decriminalisation reduces violence. Decriminalisation dismantles stigma. Decriminalisation dissolves barriers. Decriminalisation helps sex workers be seen as people. Not as a job, a bad choice or a victim. More than 20,000 people in Australia are sex workers. I want to live in a society that celebrates the diversity of all human beings. Sex workers' rights are human rights. Welcome back to Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only sex work radio show. So me and Kitty, we've been talking about um, vulnerable sex workers, especially the street-based sex workers. Like I said, it's not all bad. So we are here trying to destigmatize street-based sex worker. And in the month of March, we're going to raise some voices of those who have done street-based sex work or who still are doing street-based sex work. So we hope that you'll join us every Thursday, 6 p.m. on 855 AM on 3CR. One last thing that I want to touch base on before we wrap up for today is the Spent Convictions Act. And this aim of the spent convictions legislation is to prevent discrimination on the basis of certain previous convictions. So for a lot of street-based sex workers who may have been penalized in the past uh, based on the old um, legislation, um, there are really good community legal services such as St Kilda Legal Service who will be reaching out and um, wanting to connect with anyone um, 
who has been charged in the past. So I just want to say that the scheme has commenced. And um, at the end of the day, whether or not the convictions will be immediately spent depends on whether or not the charge, uh, what the charge was and what the person was convicted for. So serious convictions may be spent on application to the Magistrates Court of Victoria um, from 1st of July 2022. Um, if anyone's interested or if you know of someone who may benefit from uh, this type of support, please reach out to us so we can refer you or alternatively go straight to St Kilda Legal Service. Great information, sis. And before we go, I also would like to say that International Women's Day falls on the 8th of March. And I'll be on 3CR radio. Uh, <laughs> please tune in to uh, 3CR 855am from 9am to 9.30pm. So I'll be on. And uh, sis, I want to ask you, what does International Women's Day means to you? Well, International Women's Day is a huge day where I think women just need to celebrate the fact that, hey, we're strong and we need to be empowered and we come and we come together and encourage each other because, you know, the cards have been stacked against us for a very long time. And to some extent that there's still so much discrimination and unfairness in this world so yes we need to raise awareness about that but at the same time like let's just celebrate this beautiful thing about being a woman mm. as part of this year's 24 hours of international women's day 3cr also invite you to a street party from 4 to 8 p.m on tuesday 8th of march in little victoria street fitzroy so they're going to be music, performance, food and friends. But please bring your own because it's like a picnic. Uh, they're going to be, yeah, lots of fun. So I'm looking forward to see all of you there and we can celebrate the empowerment of women on International Women's Day 2022. Please come down. So if you can get all the information at 3CR website or their social media platform. All right, I'm going to leave you with a song by Emmy Millie, and it's called I Am Woman. Yeah, yeah. 
shit about you long as you know that it's false I am earthly, I am heaven, I am what I like to be When I ask for what I want Somehow it finds me This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it. <laughs>